0: Let's go, baby. I was enjoying the drums. I'm so fired up. Our first ever live stream edition of the Football Card Quest podcast. His name is Andy. My name is Carter. And a little bit later, I have some awesome news to share with you about the NFL playoffs and a few plays. We're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. You found a very interesting trend, Andy, as far as their optic hollows. We'll get to that a little bit later. but. Welcome in, Andy. First time live. Let's go, baby.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, What's up, fellas? I'm very excited to be here live with you on the Quest, man. So much to get to today, Carter. Between your trip to the Dallas Card Show this past weekend, the division around the NFL playoffs this upcoming weekend. Man, football cards are hot. It's super exciting. Carter, what do you want to talk about first, man?
0: So this is a general topic. We do it at the beginning of every episode. Have you ever been to the Dallas Card Show? Let us know in the comment section below. I didn't think I would have as much fun because I went to a card show the week before that I loved in Shreveport, Louisiana, Bozier to be specific. And then I go to the show in Dallas. I was very impressed. People were really reeling and dealing. And, you know, it was just a ton of fun, right? Um, you, you know, and, and these people in the background here, are uh people that aren't sports card people and they really enjoyed looking at just all the different variations of cards there we are right there with roth cards dap sports a guy that i've known for a very long time this was the first time I ever got to meet him so yeah andy there were so many people so um my question for you andy is have you ever been to a card show the size of the dallas card show
1: no, I haven't, man. It's it's on the 2023 roadmap. Absolutely, 100 going to make it happen. But I, I like the Dallas location, kind of centrally located uh, in the south. It's actually a lot closer for me in Tampa too. Um, and maybe it's it's a large. It sounds like a large card show, but it's not something so massive and so grandiose like the National in Chicago. That uh, it sounds like a kind of a, a very good compromise or a good in between show that a lot of negotiation, a lot of deals are had, man. And you're in right. Dallas Cowboys country, which, you know, a little sore, a little sore for me after yeah, being I, last I, night. <laughs> and I'm a Tampa Bay Bucs fan, but uh, you know, my expectations were low in that game last night, you know, so i got to give it hats off to Dallas. I think Dak's card should be going up, but this ultimately, uh, you know, in Dallas, Dallas Cowboys winning, making it to the divisional round. That's got to be good.
0: Right. So we say hi to Steven and Alex watching live. Um, you know, for me, Andy, card shows is what sports cards is all about. It's so much better to do that. Not like buying cards online and all that stuff, but the in-person interaction and the camaraderie you have there is just so much fun. And obviously, there's a big difference being a vendor and just being a, you know, someone that's just walking around. You can make deals, honestly, doing both. But. What's very interesting, Andy, about going to a card show this big, this was a big deal. I made um, a Barry Sanders card that I that actually someone kind of gave me last week for a few shirts and hats from my YouTube channel. Um, and I decided to move this Barry Sanders card right here to move into this card that you helped me out a lot with. It was a very last deal I think anyone made at the show on Sunday afternoon. Uh, this Peyton Manning... John Elway, dual autograph card, um, both game-worn patches, both worn by them in games, uh, 05 Upper Deck. And I used the money from that card and and a few other Nick Bosa sales, and it paid for this piece of history right here. So, you know, for me, Andy, I, I love going to card shows because something you could do is you could see a card that is in a different case and then move some product to someone else and use that money to buy that card. That's something you can't really do online and it's a a huge difference maker for me whenever you actually go to these shows.
1: Make that cash transaction, baby, right, right there, done, you know? Change change of hands and you don't have to worry about the whole shipping and delivery process which definitely could add some wrinkles into it and then it's also, you know, based on the in-person honor system, right? You, you're getting to physically inspect that card top to bottom. So there's no, oh, I, I didn't see uh, an imperfection in the card that I didn't know was there. and It wasn't in the description and and this and that. So I find it uh, fascinating. I can't wait to get out to one definitely on my 2023 roadmap. And I may be looking for some coaches' ticket because I found some interesting sales volume on uh, one... Coach's ticket from Kyle Shanahan, man. A couple of those have been selling over the weekend. And
0: Kyle's the best coach in the sport. We can have a debate. All we want, he's the best coach. Uh, And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. And that was probably my favorite interaction all week. This guy was really cool, Mojo. I mean, everyone knows who this is. If you are a diehard sports card vlog guy. But if you aren't, this man hustles. Like, I've never seen it. This was him, like, shipping out whatnot orders from the show. I, I was very impressed. I have watched this guy for a very long time. That Aaron Rodgers story he has is just incredible. And our goal is to get someone like him on uh, the show pretty soon. We've had some great guests uh, previously. So, yeah, it was cool, you know, getting to meet these people, interact with them. Um, Dap Sports and I have a long history uh, together before he blew up. and um, And, yeah, so let us know if you've been to this show in particular or if you've been to a show ...about that same size. It's not quite the national big, but it's big. Like, it's hard to go to every showcase at this show. And it's a three-day, you know, affair. So, really, really enjoyed uh, myself this weekend. And, hey, we got to get you uh, to a show. I mean, this, this has just got to change. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, for me, obviously, as we, you know, move into a, a different topic here, Andy... I, I do want to play the sad violin for your Buccaneers again, man. Oh my goodness. And I'm also going to say something else is I think most of the results that happened this weekend in the wildcard round from a hobby perspective was very good. Andy for the sports card hobby.
1: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. We talk about uh, number one, overall draft pick from 2021 Trevor Lawrence and the massive upset over the chargers coming back from being down 27 to zero at halftime. Um, you know, that was massive. The Dallas Cowboys have a massive market, market share nationwide and in the Texas area. Uh that's massive for the hobby. And a lot of young guys on the team. And Dak is not not that old himself, but you look at the New York Giants market is also massive, way bigger than the Minnesota Vikings. So, the you know, the movement to the divisional round for them going up against the Eagles this weekend is massive as well. And so I mean, it's just massive on both sides, right? The Bill storyline continues. The Bengals scrap out a, a narrow victory over the Ravens in that defensive battle. And, um, it's, yeah, I mean, you look at 2020 product and 2022 product, like Brock Purdy is just driving that product right now. And so it, it is really big for the hobby.
0: It is. And, you know, when you really think about it, 2022 quarterback Brock Purdy wins. Uh, 2021 quarterback Trevor Lawrence wins. 2020 uh, quarterback Joe Burrow wins. 2019 quarterback Daniel Jones wins. 2018 quarterback Josh Allen wins. 2017, did a 2017 quarterback win this weekend? I don't know, but in 2016, Dak Prescott. So when you really like go year by year in the modern sets, it did you know shape itself really nicely. And I know a lot of people love them. So Micah Parsons as well. Uh, he also wins, and, you know, I think he can be a potential pioneer for defensive cards. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, I, I think when I look at, you know, the weekend results, me being a big Justin Jefferson fan, I was obviously really sad about that. But still, it was uh pretty, pretty, pretty wild. So while we share that stat right there about the quarterbacks, Andy, Outside of the quarterbacks, did anything really stick out to you from this weekend as we look ready or look ready as we look into the next weekend divisional round games?
1: Sure, sure. Well, you know, it's definitely started off like as I'm seeing these quarterbacks go off, you know, uh, so prime example was Saturday, you know, as Brock Purdy and the 49ers clinched that game. I'm also seeing people reach and impulsively spend a lot of money on guys like Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. His prices. Is- are now back up as well. And so that's just one example. Like last night, I was doing some uh, digging on C.D. Lamb, and I was actually really surprised by how expensive his autograph stuff is getting, like his rookie ticket auto stuff. And you can go and compare that to even guys from the 2019 class like Debo and DK Metcalf, and you'll be impressed by what you find there. And so it just goes to show you the you know, the like the age of the player and the market size and kind of the current team situation and their standing um, and how favorable people see them on and off the field uh, will really have a big impact on their prices. And, uh, you know, of course, if you're hunting base cards like their base cards are still very inexpensive um, and a lot of people are just going to go straight to the PSA 10. But when it comes to skill position players, a lot more people are gravitating towards their rookie ticket autos or their flawless yeah. autos, their immaculate autos, something that has a little bit more scarcity, that has an autograph, maybe maybe a patch, but definitely typically has a serial number. And I think ultimately what you're finding is like there's a price sweet spot, right? There's a price sweet spot, and, and a lot of times for a quarterback, that's a two three thousand dollar card when you're talking about a rookie ticket auto for uh, Burrow or Herbert or even Jalen Hurts. He's you know he's in that. Uh, four figure range but you can go to some really elite skill position players and find a card like that for just 100, 200 in in that kind of range and um ultimately when you put that card on your wall it looks really nice and 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 it parlays perfectly with what you enjoy about the sport because we know it's a team sport. It's not just the quarterback even though they're the face of the franchise, you know, these skill position guys are just as important as as those quarterbacks.
0: Now, this is our first ever live edition of the podcast so far no
1: disasters but speaking
0: of live andy let's talk about card shop live baby let's go huh? yeah man uh-huh. they are
1: dude they are the ultimate live streaming uh shopping experience guys uh definitely want to check them out they were co-founded by sports card nonsense and geos cards they yeah. do live breaks. They do live singles auctions and original hobby content. And the sellers and content creators on there are highly, highly vetted. Um, they also have a process at when you win a break and you, you win cards from the break. You can actually choose with a, just a matter of one click at your checkout to add them to a group submission. Uh, to go to PSA instead of coming Ooh. back to you. So you have that option as well. I mean, they're doing so many cool things within the hobby. We have a link in the description below to sign up, and you actually get entered into a, give- a giveaway to win a 2022 Donruss Hobby Box. Uh-oh. So definitely uh, check that out and take advantage of everything The Card Shop Live has to offer right now. Steven's talking about
0: Stefan Diggs. I love me some Stefan Diggs, baby. Get Get them listed, man. Make sure also since, you know, a potential Bills-Chiefs game is on the radar, make sure you get your Gabe Davis cards listed, right? Because if oh, you had yeah. – last year, you 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 would be Scrooge McDuck swimming in the coins uh, if you had your Gabe Davis cards listed uh when that four-touchdown game occurred. So, uh yeah, I'm pretty freaking excited about these wild-card matchups coming up. Now, as we move along, Andy, there were obviously a few things that stood out to you, as far as like price to price evaluations, um, you know, I found what you shared with me yesterday about Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow to be unbelievably fascinating. I did not think that their optic hollows would be semi close. Uh, because, you know, Joe has accomplished, you know, so much in such a little time as a quarterback. Um, but look, I mean, people are starting to buy into to the Trevor hype, even though he started off with four picks.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. What a, what a story of two halves, like tale of two halves, just Jekyll and Hyde, um, just crazy, man. Crazy. And uh, what what is fascinating is that Trevor Lawrence has about 2,000 more different rookie cards than Joe Burrow. They're both number one overall draft picks just a year apart. And that's just how much Panini grew in, in terms of uh, the, the amount of parallels and inserts they manufactured per set just in that one year. And what's wild is like over the weekend on Saturday, like if I'm going to go back to January 15th here, some of these Trevor Lawrence... Optic Hollow cards, Raw, are getting up to that same range as a Joe Burrow, Raw, Optic Hollow, which I find highly fascinating because Joe Burrow's got uh, arguably way more merit in the league to back up these prices that he's getting, and I would go to his chart and look at his 52-week chart on his Optic Hollow, and this card is actually selling for about 250 and Super Bowl timeframe last year. So if they do get to the big game, obviously I see these cards continue to climb and they're just a perfect like gold standard card I like to look at because they're not super common. They're not super rare. So we have some good transactional data to look at and they have all of those like elements that we really like the Hobbit. Silver prism finish, thick chrome card stock, rated rookie logo, and it's the quarterback, the face of the franchise that's now in the playoffs. High draft capital, young player, every, you know, so much going for these guys. Uh, but what's fascinating, there's just so much more variety for Trevor Lawrence. And yet the optic hollow and, and in this action pose, I think it's important to note here, Carter, that uh, Trevor Lawrence has this this variation right here that doesn't sell for anything compared to what his action pose variation sells for this so that they also made another base photo variation in 2021 the portrait style and even though it appears to be a little bit more rare you look at the pops it's definitely lower and you look at the raw population it's definitely lower but they don't sell for anything like the action pose optic hollows go for it i think that just goes to show you like the the emotions that a a car gives you from you know the the entirety of it the the picture and everything that goes into that card uh, really go into into the resale value and what drives somebody's buying decisions. You know what's interesting to me is like
0: I, I I still think Trevor's good and obviously beating Herbert was just and dramatically beating Herbert the way that he did was you know so fantastic. What I find to be fascinating, though, and and someone brings up, you know, JP here, uh, Dak Prescott, Silver Prism, I, and then we have some questions here about, about Ceedee Lamb as well. Man, there is something about playing for the Cowboys that just the, gets the juices flowing, right? I know I was just in Dallas for the Dallas Card Show, but man, the amount of Dak stuff that I saw listed, and you know, some of the prices that they had were buyable stuff. Man, if the Cowboys were to ever Make the playoffs, Andy. I would, or or this, or the big game, Super Bowl. I would do anything to see what Dak's cards would actually do. I think that would be a pretty, you know, fun experiment. So, yeah, I, I just find all this stuff to be so fascinating.
1: But, yeah, so, so Dak is one of those guys that has a really high gem rate on his base. Prism that comes silver standard out of the box. And you know, this is the first year that Optic was made. So we'd actually look at like the popularity in terms of which cards were sold the most. You could see they're up. Like his Prism PSA 10's up 20%, base optic up 20%. Um, and this card has almost a population of a thousand. 52-week low was 52. Now it's at an average of 104. But you can see the buy it now's Tuesday you know, this morning, overnight, last night, you know, 130. So that's kind of like the new high. And it's not like 988 is not much because, you know, Patrick Mahomes cards have uh, on his base optic, have a population of like almost 4000, you know, Burrow and the other guys, their populations are between that three and 4000 number as well. So Dak is not a highly graded guy. I mean, he's got a healthy population, but it's nothing crazy. You can see 1377 on his base prism, only 539.9 so this shows you how high the gem rate your chances of getting the PSA 10 on his base prism from 2016 is. What I mean, it's about over 75 percent. About if, if you would do that math, you know, so um, and and that card's definitely gone up, like, someone got him a deal at 250. Today, compared to one that sold overnight, 104 a.m., I'm seeing some really high sold data going off, like in the wee hours of the night, Carter, wee hours of the night. And this is why it's so important to have those buy-it-nows ready to go, especially around game time right now in the playoffs, because look at 350, 358 compared to just earlier that night, like 269. They're basically selling out. But look at that auction that ended 1145 when the game ended 355. You know, so that is another very, very smart strategy because all the rest of these were at, you know, 200, 220, game time, 250. People were buying them, um, you know, as the Cowboys were pulling away from the Bucks, And then that auction ended at the end there, steam. So they know they know what they're doing.
0: Right. And what's interesting is for a PSA 10 deck, just for a few extra bucks, you can get the rookie ticket autos roughly around like 4 20 i I saw a few sale i was just very interested in his rookie ticket auto i know Dak's history in the sports card hobby with this actual autograph is also very let me just say interesting (laughs) you could go down a rabbit hole into you know his actual auto uh but yeah you know i man i i if the cowboys make the big game watch the freak out uh, I I don't think the Niners are just going to run them run them over. I I just don't. So I I can easily see Dallas winning this next week versus San Francisco, and if that does happen, make sure you got those Cowboys listed, baby.
1: Yeah, and something like uh, this right here, this PSA eight, buy it now. It's got to make an offer. It's going to be hard for people to sell on that PSA eight uh, slab. Right. Honestly, this is this is one where I would get out the uh, the pliers and go to work on this bad boy. And free this bad boy because it's a great, it's a great looking card, maybe a tiny little corner whitening and, and whatnot, but you put it in a one touch. Just it's just, you know, it goes back to the aesthetics and just kind of the psychology behind people's buying decisions. Just an eight is just so it's it's almost like degra- <laughs> it's degrading to the card value. It's something, it's something that an eight does to people's brains that uh, <laughs> makes them want to run away. And I hate
0: that you know i'm 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 just going to say it again and andy i know you're tired of me saying it i'm not in the hobby to buy grades i'm just not like that's just not why i'm here i love rarity i love autographs i love patches i don't care what you know and i get i don't mind getting cards graded or or whatever it's just i'm not in it to worry about what someone subjectively thinks about a card a million miles away from me right so you know i i think there's value in in looking at uh, like PSA eight, PSA nines, and and cracking it, like you said, and just putting it in a one touch. And um, I love the my the personally, I I like the way cards look in one touches anyway. And there's a lot of people, Andy, that have kind of started feeling that way.
1: Yeah, when it's a when it's an egregious difference because you got to think when a card gets such so rare. You know, it's more important to get that card in, in itself at the right price point than it is to have it in that nice grade. Uh, because when a card becomes so rare, I mean, just, people are chasing that card, period. It, it doesn't matter. And so that eight just totally takes a lot away from it. And you got to gotta jailbreak that bad boy. I know. Let it go. Got to get it out. Let's
0: go. Uh, so before we get into... Play of the week and hobby tip of the week, Andy. Is there any bit of wisdom you would share with our live listening audience right now as far as over the next few weeks what they should do with their cards and if potentially they should avoid buying cards? Because if you impulse buy, these prices could swell, right? Especially if you are one of those people that are buying Brock Purdy cards right now.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. I've seen the base mosaic for Brock Purdy go up from on average about forty-five, uh, I'd say thirty-five to fifty dollars last week, depending on format and all that, uh, to now about eighty dollars for a base mosaic Brock Purdy. That's you know, still four times I've got a base mosaic Joe Burrow listed on eBay right now for twenty dollars and it's not selling. I just you know, it's just not selling. That's just a card that's so common for 2020 guys and even 2021 guys. Like, Go look at the Trevor Lawrence 2021 mosaic. So if you got, if you pull the mosaic Brock Purdy, regardless if you think he's going to be a Tom Brady in the league for many years to come, I would still go ahead and sell that now in the playoffs. I, I would anticipate, right. I would anticipate that they probably beat the Cowboys. I mean, they're on paper, they're favorites, that's something you've got to you know, come to terms with. Do you want to try and gamble and say, hey, they're going to make it to the championship round? Or do you want to go ahead and liquidate and take a, 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 an instant, like 100% guaranteed, uh, realize your equity in that card, right? Or do you want to gamble and something happens or they lose and the values drop because based on risk comes out in just a couple of weeks. So take those factors into consideration. Then also ask yourself, how much of my bankroll is this one card occupying? Um, I've talked to guys that are holding some really expensive Joe Burrow cards right now. They're holding really expensive skill position player cards that are on some of these teams like Debo, like CD lamb, like Ezekiel Elliott, um, for example, you know, I would, I would ask yourself how much of your bankroll for sports cards is this one card occupying and what can you get for it right now? Because even though this player may be playing another five, 10 years in the league, it's there's no time like the present to capitalize on a nice double, potentially triple up. And, and, and if that card is maybe sitting in a box card or maybe it's not on your shelf and it's occupying a significant portion of your bankroll that you could reinvest. Um, and, you know, cause we all know like the buying portion of the, of the sales cycle is just so much fun. So, you know, I think those are important questions to ask yourself right now and then kind of make your decisions based off of that.
0: Yeah. So James and Steven here in the live chat both say avoid buying now and, and look at selling. And I, I agree with that. Like Mm -hmm. I am a buying the off season guy. Obviously, you know, I made a few moves at the, at the card show, but you know, I, if I'm, I'm not buying anything on eBay right now, I'm just not, um, unless it's someone that's currently not playing. Um, and I think it's, you know, if, if you want to buy something now, do what you want, but understand impulses do begin to set in right if you're sitting down watching the game on the tv and brock purdy does one of these amazing plays you just have that impulse baby you have that impulse to push it and like goodness gracious this card could be in and if he's in the super bowl i'm going to be able to you know become a millionaire or for that same price you can get a super rare john elway a super rare dan marino card and and you know it you know that that guy's good so it's obviously a you know a very interesting concept now we get into hobby tip of the week andy i'm gonna let you go first
1: yeah so my hobby tip this week is that if you can find 2022 mosaic blaster boxes on your shelves absolutely buy them uh whether you want to hold them sealed or rip them and try and get a brock purdy I would buy them. I would actually, I'm going to, I'm going to advocate ripping them. I don't think that Brock Purdy in and of himself is enough to really get the value of 2022 mosaic up to where 2020 is. So you look at current uh, and I just had up, but current 2020 mosaic, there's a good one. So here's an auction that just ended yesterday for a blaster box of 2020 mosaic is a, $81, $81, about 80, 81 to $85 compared to the 2022 that's recently released, about 45 So this is still instantly, you know, uh, about 20%, 20, 25% profit or whatever. you can buy it at a Target or Walmart retail store. But if you get the Brock Purdy in there, the base mosaic, you can throw that on eBay right now, maybe make up to $100 this weekend. So, and plus you get the entertainment value of ripping the product. And maybe you pull some other cool cards out of there as well. Uh, but it, it's just, I, I would say I would, so I would actually say rip it, but if you want to hold it and sell it later, I don't think Brock Purdy is enough to really drive the values of that seal product up to where 2020 is. Cause you look at all the guys from 2020 that have caused it to get as expensive as it is now. And there's just not that there's not that player talent in these, this 2022 draft class in terms of quarterbacks, you know, it's, Kenny Pickett he's okay right I mean he's okay jury's still out on him a little bit but I think he's okay and um you know some of the other guys uh, I think are okay but nothing like the 2020 class
0: Malik Willis getting benched for Joshua Dobbs tells you everything you need to know about this quarterback draft class I I I agree with you and obviously Brock Purdy winning is just so huge I mean it really is for this product. You never thought Mr. Irrelevant would make sports cards relevant for this class, but he's definitely doing that as well. So um, it's obviously very fascinating. My hobby tip of the week, Andy, is kind of just coinciding with you know what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Go to shows. Go to shows, right? If, don't get shied away if there is a cover charge at a show. Pay it. Go. Right. You never know who's buying. You never know who's selling. Um, Go in with a game plan, an idea of what you want to get. My focus this weekend was Peyton and Eli Manning. I'm trying to build my Peyton collection. Um, I'm also a fan of Eli, but Peyton was one of my favorites, him and Drew Brees. Right. And with that game plan, I was allowed to stay disciplined. And even though I was told, no, hey, you don't. I kept asking, do you have any Peyton Manning patch cards, anything, you know, stuff that I would be interested in, they would say, no, there was a lot of Tom Brady, not a whole lot of Peyton Manning. Right. And I'm like, God, I've got to find something. And lo and behold, I eventually did. And, you know, I, I, I think going in with the game plan helps out because there is just so much, right. I see a Steven Gerrard card of my favorite soccer team, Liverpool. I see Chris Paul cards, Baron Davis cards, but you know, I stayed disciplined and said, look, if, if I could do this, uh, if I could pull it off and, you know, lo and behold, it, it worked out for me. So when you go into like these big situations uh, with all these different tables, it can get overwhelming. But, you know, be patient, look at everything and and be ready. Have some cash on you. Not a whole lot, but have some cash on you ready to go. One more thing, Andy, is like really think about your collection, right? I had a bunch of great conversations with dealers at the show and like. Think about the cards. You and I were talking about this previously, and I would love your thoughts on this. Think about the cards that just sit, right? I, I have some that are just sitting right here. Never, I never really look at them all that much. They just sit in a box. Does that card do anything for you? Like, obviously, Andy, all the cards in your display, every day you wake up and you sit down and get ready to produce content, you're able to look and appreciate them at all times. Can you display the cards? Can you see them? Do they mean anything to you? If they don't, move them. Because the, the, the money you can make from those cards can go into something bigger. So really think about your collection and and, and see if, if the volume of cards that you have is really worth it.
1: Yeah, I got to give you a lot of props for the discipline. I mean, you're very disciplined in your approach to, to buying sports cards. And for me, it's a lot harder because... You know, I'll get sucked into a lot of these uh, $40, 50 $60 purchases, and I've got a massive box over here of several hundred cards, and I think that I would, I would like, in hindsight, like to consolidate a lot of them into a few bigger cards, because then I have uh, less inventory to list and kind of go through. I think there's a lot of merit to going through your current inventory if it's already listed on eBay and what the prices are at. Because some of the stuff like in a buy it now, I've had listed on there for like a year and I've just totally forgot about. And I go on there and it's like, because something that was selling a year ago at $40, 50 is now, if it's not the right player and the right card is now could be a lot lower, you know? So, or or vice versa. If I had Daniel Jones cards that I bought a year ago and now they're still on there, chances are they're probably way under, under listed. And I've got to uh, reflect that. Like I just found out, um, I got a message from a guy uh, for an Opticalo Jalen Hurts card that I got that I bought at the beginning of the season. And he's like, can you, you ne- negotiate? And I'm looking at him like, no, no way. I didn't realize I had this listed for $130. The price is going up, buddy. I'm sorry. Like they're playing at home, you know, against the Giants in a favorable matchup. I'm looking... At the Eagles as my, you know, and I hate to jump straight into play of the week, but I'm like, I'm yeah. not licking my chops on some Jalen Hurts right now, brother.
0: Let's let's do it. So before we get into play of the week, once again, check out Card Shop Live. It's very important. Use a link in the description. Andy obviously gets a ton of support from them. If you do that, if you want to check out some of the breaks and, and live action they have over there. I sometimes just go in and just watch, right? Card Shop Live, you get a nice little kick in. And um, make sure you check it out. Now, since you were so fired up for play of the week, Andy, let's hear it, baby. Let's go.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, my, my prediction at this point is for um, for Philadelphia to make the playoffs, of course, they can be upset. They may be a little rusty still. If you go, like, full recency bias, I mean, they were definitely rusty in Week 18 after Jalen Hurts missed those two prior games with the shoulder injury, but I have got to think now, like a a month removed, they should be ready to go at home. Uh, I'm really looking for this team to come out strong. If they, if they come out with that, that early to mid season form, this should be, um, this should be a a solid win. And then I just think that the, the Eagles have uh, more experience than the 49ers um, and, and not necessarily like in terms of coaching, but uh, skill position players, I like the Eagles. I, I'm going to pick the Eagles to advance here to the Super Bowl. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm going to pick the Eagles to advance all the way to the Super Bowl. And I think that the ja- I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Jags here. This is going to be a pretty close game. So I would be looking at Chiefs players. Like one thing that I've noticed is there is a lot of skill position players on the Chiefs that kind of get lost in the shuffle because of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey stealing all the limelight. You know, you got Juju Smith-Schuster there quietly putting up uh, a top 15 wide receiver season. You got Miko Hardman coming back from injury, you got Kadarius Toney on the team now. The rookie Isaiah Pacheco is a very a very explosive runner and uh, Jarek McKinnon as a late uh, veteran getting all those receiving touchdowns. So, there's some interesting skill position players on the Chiefs that you could potentially put a bet on having one of those big Playoff Gay Davis type of games, you know, and um, you know spiking pretty big time and value, and then you got a, a consolidated, a consolidated focus on the Bengals. It's pretty much Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T Higgins, and then you know you got to sprinkle some Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, and uh, Joe Mixon in there. But you know, I think Joe Joe Cool, man, he's definitely the face of that franchise with uh, with Jamar Chase. I that matchup between Marcus Peters and Jamar Chase was so fun to watch, so fun to watch on Sunday night. Now, who do you got between the Bengals and the Bills? I know there might be some bias there, but I think this is an, an incredible matchup this weekend.
0: Okay, so this is where it gets really fascinating because, Andy, you know, like, I'm a big football card guy, um, but, you know, uh, what I do full-time are, like, film studies on for, for college football, not NFL. So there's probably people in the chat that know more about the NFL than I do. The one thing I don't like about where I am with the Bengals because obviously, you know, I picked them to win this thing before it started, is I am not loving them right now for one reason. Take a look at the NFC, and I think we both agree, Andy, that the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think San Francisco and Dallas is going to be close, okay? Now, the winner of that game, all right, you look at the Eagles, you look at the 49ers, you look at the Cowboys, they are nightmare matchups for the Bengals because what do all three of those have elite pass rushes Uh and the Bengals offensive line in its current state might be the worst offensive line I've ever seen in a playoff. And which is crazy because we said the same thing about the Bengals offensive line last year. So I know I'm biased when I say this, but what Joe is doing right now is magical with this horse crap offensive line that he's dealing with. Um, so, you know, right now I just have a tough time seeing the Bengals actually win this whole thing because Nick Bosa, Hassan Reddick, Micah Parsons, those might three be the three best pass rushers on the planet right now. And we saw what Aaron Donald and and Von Miller did to them last week. So obviously the Bills don't have Von this weekend. So I like the Bengals. I think I'm gonna stick with that. I think the Bengals are gonna win. And I think obviously will they'll, they'll play the Chiefs. And we'll get an AFC Championship rematch. Now, in the chat right now, um, I I want everyone to type right now who you think is going to win the Super Bowl right now. Just type right now in the live chat the name of the team that you think is going to win it. So, Andy, I know I was super excited about my Bengals pick last week. I am not loving it because I saw this offensive line and I look at these NFC pass rushers and I'm like, God, they are going to destroy my God, Joe.
1: Yeah, and for that reason, it combined with how hungry the Bills are and this game is going to be in Buffalo, uh, I got to go. Oh, wait, is it in a neutral site? It's actually in a neutral site, isn't it? No, no. So
0: we, I don't want to get into a debate about this now, but we can. I don't care. Uh, this is actually being played in Buffalo, and there okay. are a lot of people that are not happy about that. Um, but, you know, I, I think this should have been a neutral site as well. That's just that's just me. I, I understand that, you know, it gets into, well, you got to have two neutral side games in a row if you're if you're potentially Buffalo or Cincy. Um, but I I and look, I'm not a diehard Bengals fan. You know this, right? I am a Joe and Jamar fan. They got screwed. They They got screwed with this.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was initially at a neutral site. Um but with the fact that it's in Buffalo, I'm I'm actually going to go with the the Bills here. Okay. Uh you know, they're super hungry for this thing and I know Joe is too. He's you know, competitor supreme, but um I think the Bills take this one home with the pass even without Von Miller. I think that you know, they they get a couple defensive stops on on Joe with the pressure. You're right, man, and it's it's going to be too hard to fend off. So I think you're looking at Bills, KC, and then I think the Bills make it to the big game against the Eagles. Okay. Uh, Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have one of the craziest games this weekend. though. No, I really do because he played so poorly in the second half of that Bengals game. You know, it's been killing him uh, for so long. And I think everybody is so excited about this AFC quarterback picture, which gets me excited, right? I mean, you got four transcendent uh, talents in this game. Um, So I'm really fired up. So let's see. uh, Who are some of the picks that we had here for for this? Chad, my man's dropping a bunch of good comments. He says Chiefs. Steve says Buffalo. James says KC. Rocco says Eagles. So we'll see how that plays out. So obviously we gave you our picks um now andy play of the week is yeah i just i out? i can't
1: i can't um i can't help but to not go back to jalen hurts with the current prices because i'm starting to see more interest but i just like i'm i'm planning ahead yeah i'm planning ahead of trying to make those plus ev moves right and the, and the, the likelihood of the eagles um buzz through the giants here is pretty high Uh, just kind of like we predicted the 49ers to buzzsaw through the Seahawks and the Seahawks did put up a fight, but you know, I see the guys in the chat talking about the turnover battle and that's a big, I mean, that's massive. I mean, look at Tom Brady. When the moment he threw that interception in the red zone last night, it was all downhill from there, you know, until the very end and you know, too little, too late, but the turnover battle is critical and the Eagles defense can create turnovers on several different levels and Daniel Jones has been very fortunate to take good care of the ball up until this point. But he doesn't have the experience deep in the playoffs. And uh, I know they've got a lot going for them. And, and But this is just a plus EV play, man. And I look at the values of Jalen Hurts. I'm like, there's no reason that this card should still be at uh, a trend of $122 when the Joe Bros 250. I get it that Burrow has got the the merit and everything, but man, Jalen Hurts is is a smash play, and he's got a lot of cards. I'm sure there's a lot of auctions ending this week you could capitalize on, and um, there's a lot of room for his cards to go up into a championship game, potentially a Super Bowl. So he's, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to plant my flag there. I'm selling Daniel Jones this week. I'm buying Jalen Hurts. So I
0: actually had a conversation. Um, I don't remember who it was with a dealer influencer. He asked me about the, the card quest podcast. So I was bringing up, you know, how big I was into the, you know, the data and all that stuff. And I was telling him about you and Jalen hurts. You have made so much money on Jalen hurts cards. And it's still crazy to me that this guy is not only going to have one, he's going to have two Super Bowl windows here. I think the Eagles are going to be very good next year um, as well with how much talent that they have. And, you know, the draft capital and all that good stuff. I love me some Jalen Hurts. I mean, just by the eye test, I know he was horrible in the playoffs last year. This guy's a completely different animal now, and the Eagles are just so talented, right? Offensive line, they have it all. I just think he's safe, all right? I mean, look, $66 for, you know, an Opticolo or or $55 for that, that that's cheap. For me, That, that that's cheap uh, for, for a player of his
1: caliber. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I do love me some Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's just a lot of upside. And, you know, a lot of it's getting in at the right price point. Sure, you know, I, I would love to buy Mahomes, but I'm going to have to buy, like, for this, for for the cheapest card that I would get into for Patrick Mahomes, who's another Plus EV Play, would be his base Donris, And it's just already going to be, I'm going to probably have to spend, like, $150 to get a base Donris card that, is raw that's on a thin card stock that has like corner and edge issues and potentially could be counterfeit if I don't inspect it really closely and maybe get authenticity guarantee. And the PSA 10 for that card's up to almost a $1,000 right now with uh, 1,400 pop. And you can see, look how many nines. There's almost 5,000 nines of that card, Carter, compared to only 1,410. So buying a raw one is really a crapshoot if you think you're going to get it graded. You have a you know, I don't know, 20, 30 percent chance of of getting a, a a 10 on that card. So that's that's not a, a really a, a game that I want to play. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot more of that going on with Josh Allen lately now as well. So I'm really looking at the guy that can present me with the most upside that also is going to be a franchise quarterback for his team in the years to come. And I think Jalen Hurts has absolutely proved that this year because he not only was extremely efficient with his legs, but he was also a top five quarterback in uh, passes over 10 yards downfield. And so I look at that and I'm like, yeah, I want to stack Jalen Hurts with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, maybe some Dallas Goddard if the card and the price is right. And let's roll, you know.
0: So you know, I gave you a play a few weeks ago, Devonta Smith. If you have him loaded up, this guy is an animal, and this comes from an LSU fan. I don't, I don't think he's transcendent. I don't think he'll ever be like a top ten receiver in this league. But you know, with the way he's played over this past year, he's closed the gap with some of these other receivers he was with. You know, coming out right. Um, like I, I don't think he's Waddle good. I don't think he's Chase good. But he's obviously very good, right? And This guy's an animal in the biggest games. Um, The Slim Reaper, they call him that for a reason. Uh, Have him listed. I could see him having a huge, huge game. This guy is a a, a dog, man. So make sure you check it out. Now, my play of the week, I don't remember who mentioned it in the chat, but uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Love here, okay? We saw a small sample size of him, you know, in, in relief versus the Eagles, ironically, earlier this year. It looked good. Like it, it was a very small sample size. It looked good, right? If Aaron Rodgers retires, watch TF out. Now, the downside of that is there is so many people holding onto Jordan Love cards, waiting for this anyway. So the market is going to get absolutely flooded. It's just, you know, if you can get one at a good price, just be ready uh, because I mean, the guy has talent and, uh, you know, with Christian Watson and all uh, those pieces there, it, it would be very interesting to see what would happen, uh, to, to his cards if AR 12 does indeed decide to hang it up. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for, for some J love cards.
1: Yeah. He's like a perfect candidate where it's like, I want to sell on the news. Like he may or may not pan out long term in the NFL as a starting quarterback, but based on the sample size that we do have and the college statistics and the draft capital and the whole storyline around uh, him and Rodgers being very similar to Brett Favre and Rodgers, it's that that rumor news cycle could lead to some really crazy activity in the card market. And I'm totally here for it, man. And I, in fact, I pulled the PSA 10 uh, Phoenix Fireburst Jordan Love out of the mail um last mail day just that i recorded last week and that i bought i bought this card for twenty dollars i bought it for like twenty twenty five dollars out the door as like a no-brainer play to make like at least three three x my money some point this upcoming off season
0: so yeah i i i would just make sure if you have them make sure you have them listed you know I do find it a little weird, though, like his rookie ticket auto prices, like just saying with that BGS, they aren't that far off from DAC prices, which I think is kind of interesting uh, for the rookie ticket auto. But, yeah, I mean, just be ready, be on the lookout, because if that does happen, it could be a very fruitful thing for you. Now, that's obviously the the optic, you know, rookie ticket auto right there. But, man, it's it's – it's fascinating because it was a very small sample versus the Eagles and he put up uh, some pretty impressive throws like darts, if you will. Uh So, um, so yeah, I I don't know if I actually think he's great or not. And then, you know, obviously this is one I'm going to continue with because I am in this a little bit is Kyler Murray, right? If for some reason, Sean Payton decides to go to the Cardinals, I don't know why I feel like Payton is going to pick the Cardinals or if he's going to pick anything at all. Um, Kyler will shoot up, and the, I, I I saw some rookie autos this weekend of Kyler Murray for 150 bucks, uh, numbered rookie autos, and I was like, you know what, that this would be a fun speculative play, uh, for multiple reasons. But I know Kyler's not loved by everybody. I know he could be seen as kind of a diva, but I do think he's one of these boom guys because we saw last year at the first part of the season. First six games, he was the favorite to win the MVP. He was playing that well. So with some better coaching, I, I think he can still be a very nice quarterback in the NFL.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting, uh Carter, he's one of those guys that I would say just makes a great stash, very plus EV play right there. Um, in terms of expected value based on the explosive athleticism. Look at that. Dude, someone at 3.23 a.m., you just never know when they got to have it, man. Bought That's this PSA nice, 10 nice. base prism for 175 Clearly, at 3.30 a.m., not doing any type of comping process research at all to see if he's getting a good deal. He's basically finding the listing and saying, oh, yeah, PSA 10's good. Prism's good. It's his Kyler Murray Rookyard, $175. i will buy it. I got it. I, I'm Why? good for it, right? for it. You know, it's like. So it it can't hurt like if you're buying the Kyler right now and and you're being patient and you're sniping that in an auction for like 50 bucks or $40 or $30 in auction back on Christmas Eve, right? Who was who was auction hunting for Kyler Murray on Christmas Let's Eve go. You know, nobody and that's why they went for 33 and $30. You never know when some of these sellers are just going to force auctions to end regardless whether because they're a consignment and they have to or because they just, you know, want to force a sale and, and can liquidate and take whatever they can get. Um, so this is definitely things to look out for, like right now, like if an auction's ending on Kyler Murray during game time this weekend, and uh, you can potentially capitalize big time and just turn around, list that and buy it now. And hey, Sean Payton or somebody else, I think it all will be um, I think it's all kind of positive for Kyler Murray based on the draft capital the youth. It's just the only thing he doesn't really have going for him, right? Is Arizona is a very small market, so I definitely see that kind of holding him back. But um, he transcends in a lot of other ways, so I think he can definitely turn heads based on uh, a big, big news story. So and JP back it up with play.
0: Look at JP put his comment up right here. He says, "I think Lamar is a better investment than Kyler Murray."
1: Man. Um, I, I'd say they're they're close. I'll pull them I'll pull them both up. I think that Lamar and Kyler that's that's interesting because Lamar's got a lot lower uh, pop in general right. across the board than than Kyler. Um, and they're both highly mobile quarterbacks. Lamar's and Lamar is likely to lock up a new contract with Baltimore and we and it was really unfortunate that we didn't get to see him in the in the playoffs. Uh, or towards the end of the season, man, that really hurt his stock. It's kind of, it's kind of holding strong though. If you can see, I think we're kind of at a, like a floor for, for his cards. I think that optic is really popular. Um It'll be interesting. I, I think you could, I think you could definitely realize uh, some profit and buying a hundred dollar PSA 10 optic.
0: So before we, um, Sign off. Let us know if you enjoyed the live version of the show type Y for yes in the chat. If you enjoyed us doing this live, because, you know, normally we do it pre-recorded. I'd love to see how people feel about doing. I kind of like this. I kind of like being live. It just makes you uh, I don't know. We I I feel like we have a little bit more juice and, you know, doing it live. I'm like, I wonder if my dog is going to run in here. Uh, So (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Uh, Thank you so much, Alex. Victor. Uh, JP, everyone, I really appreciate it. Now, I actually wrote this down. that We hadn't talked about this guy, and we talked for an hour before we actually started this. But we have not mentioned this guy's name at all. And I do want to end with this, and I really need some help in the comment section on how people should handle Tom Brady. Okay? So I see that big old Marvel slab you have back there on your door. I love the way that that looks. It pops um, obviously Andy, Tom Brady, we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, we don't know if he's going to come back to Tampa. We don't know if he's going to retire. What uh, Or excuse me, how do you feel about Tom Brady in terms of sports cards moving forward?
1: Well, I think that if you wanted to sell, I should have sold him heading into the game last night, but I, I don't think that it's, it's too late. Obviously this Stats and the data show once a player retires, their values do go down. There's a temporary, very temporary, immediate spike in just the news announcement. But then after that, they go down big time until the Hall of Fame announcement is like a little spike, a little relevancy, you know, here and there, depending on how rare the card is and this and that. Um, But Tom Brady with only 135 different rookie cards. Uh, and obviously his rare cards from, you know, any set like the Kabooms and the, uh, the Marvels and the downtown stuff like that, they hold good value, but I do think they go down once he retires, just like, uh, what happened to Drew Brees a couple years ago and they go down, man, they go down. So I think right now with the uncertainty on whether or not he's going to come back next year, I don't know that he comes back to the bucks. I don't know that the bucks are, are a good fit for him anymore. I don't think we have an elite enough offensive line uh, to to be able to support Tom Brady, and um, I think it may be a, a mutual parting of ways. You know, he's a free agency. Based on his final closing statements to the the um, uh, the the press last night after the game, it really sounded like he's going to retire. I mean, he almost sounded like he's getting a little choked up talking to the media. And the press, I don't know what you inferred from that, but it did sound like it was kind of like he, he, there's a high likelihood he could actually retire this time. Uh, He needs a lot of of really good pieces around him at this point as a 45-year-old quarterback. And uh, man. I don't know. I, I, I think that you got to I think you should sell them now because once he does retire, those values go down. But right now there's uncertainty and those rumors, just like with Jordan Love, lead to some inherent hype. They lead to value staying buoyed until there's actual concrete news released that, yes, he's retired and he's going to hang him up.
0: All right. So I want to go through a few things here with Brady and his situation. OK, do I think he hangs it up? No. I think he's going to play one more year. And the reason why I say that is, are there places out there that Tom would be interested in joining? Raiders make a ton of sense. was revealed earlier this year by Dana White that there was a connection there. Josh McDaniels is there. You're telling me I could go to Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. And, of course, they have the perfect Tom Brady receiver there in the Hunter Renfro situation. He looks just like a Wes Welker and a Julian Edelman, if you will. Um, it 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 that landing spot would make sense. The second thing I would say is did Tom Brady look bad this year? Let me ask you that. You watch every second of every Tampa game. Did you feel Brady was bad this year?
1: There's a lot of moments where he did look bad. You know, right. the 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 red zone interception last night was bad. He also overthrew a wide open Russell Gage. Early on in the game where it was clear, like, man, when you I've noticed that when quarterbacks, especially early in a game, sail the ball like that, it's because they're like over maybe a little bit nervous, a little bit jittery. Like it's almost like a a golfer when they pull they pull a shot. It's all because the ball's not for a golfer. The ball's not moving like Tom Brady. He he has full control over that ball. In fact, he wasn't even being uh, there was no pressure right in his face on that play. Right. So he had a clean, uh, wide open throw that he just overthrew. So I've seen a lot more of those where it's slight overthrows, slight miscommunication here and there. And um, yeah, so he didn't look as sharp as he has in years prior. And I think he even admitted to it, or alluded to it, the whole divorce situation um, definitely took his mind away from the game. He wasn't his usual self that he's been in years past. Uh, yeah. And so we did see him get a little sharper the last few weeks of the season um, and then made a couple mistakes last night that ultimately led to our, our demise. But um, our, our, our secondary also couldn't stop. Like we couldn't, we couldn't stop the, the Dallas pass game. Like Dak played really well, man. He made some really good plays, really good plays. I don't like this lasagna Lenny slander from JP.
0: Don't <laughs> you come after Fournette, man. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Huh? Uh, uh. All right. So I, I watched the 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 full game, and, and like many of you, I watched Tom Brady throw 61 passes. First off, that's a ridiculous amount of throws. Second off, um, Tom Brady played with probably the worst coaching situation I think I've ever seen in the NFL. Todd Bowles is beyond abysmal. Like, I, I know you know it better than me, Andy. The fourth down decision-making, even though data is presented to him that you shouldn't do what you're doing on fourth down, and he continued to do it with the best quarterback to ever play this game. And I know Mike Evans is washed. He, he's not the same guy. You know, Godwin, you saw last uh, last time was playing through a lot of injuries. But you look at, like, a more advanced ad from Arjun menon of PFF, Did you know that the uh, of all the teams in in wildcard weekend, the Buccaneers was the team that was most perfectly covered out of any teams in uh, the NFL this weekend? So that means two things. Number one, receivers weren't getting open, but it more so means that the play calling was predictable. Right. I love Byron Lefwick. He was one of my favorite college players versus Marshall. He sucked. He is. He is horrible at calling plays. And he would run on first down for two yards. And when you do that, as a defensive coordinator, I speak to DCs all the time, not at the NFL level, but at the college level. Um, If they know you're going to run on first down, it it makes you so predictable. And a lot of the reasons why Tom had a lot of these throws last night where he was just throwing it into the ground was because nobody was open, right? They they were sitting on all their routes. And you could just tell by the way the DBs were leveraged that they, they knew what was coming. So- I'm going to be honest, like, I I think Brady looked fine. Was he as good as he was the year before when he should have won the MVP over Rodgers? No, but some of that was losing Jensen. Some of that was, you know, losing Arians. And I, I think Tom still has juice. I really, really, really do. And, you know, coming from someone that watched Breeze lose the juice towards the end of the year and see Sean Payton lift him up the way that he lifted him up. I, I think Tom is declining some. I still think he can play. I, I know there's gonna be disagreement. I know you disagree with me, Andy, on this.
1: I think Tom could play, and I think he's got one more year. Mark it down right now, baby. I'm I like, think he can ever- I think he can play, but can he play at a high enough level uh on a team that doesn't have elite offensive linemen at um at every position uh to protect him with with really good skill position player. I think that's, that's critical. That's critical, man. And, and you got to have like, yeah, I mean the play calling was bad this year. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was, I thought we were very predictable. Uh, I saw us, I saw us become way too predictable on first and second downs. And um and I, yeah, it was, it was a lot of play call. And then from a motivation standpoint, like a hunger standpoint, I, I I'm not a Todd Bowles fan either in that department. And so I did think coaching had a big uh big role to play in it as well. So I I would not be shocked if Brady goes to a different team. But um going going back to Steve Guess's questions, his cards went down. His cards went down last year when he, he retired. There was like a temporary immediate kind of spike just barely like maybe one or two percent maybe a few extra transactions here or there but then they went down man they went down throughout the entire summer and they just flatlined whenever he came back and it was like okay we flatline people are buying and buying again like maybe paying a little bit extra but then it's like okay well, what's he going to do on the field they never went up because the performance never exceeded the expectations because of course the expectations are sky high for tom brady You know, just like they were with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert coming into the season.
0: And I'd be interested what the chat has to say about this. Let me ask you this, Andy, because neither one of us are like super-duper like high-end, high-end people, right? But I I would be fascinated to see if Brady's cards do Jordan, right? Like, because Michael Jordan is liquid every second of the day until the end of time, right? Jordan cards never go down. I mean, obviously, they do go down, like, like with all markets, but Jordan prices, as you know, Andy, I know you're not a basketball guy, but they're still really, really, really high. Let me ask you this. Does Brady transcend the retirement? Um, do, do you think that there could be a Michael Jordan situation where he is immune to the rule um that once you retire, people just kind of move on to like Burrow, Allen, Mahomes?
1: Well, I think in a lot of ways, yes, because of the where his story and where he came from and the fact he's only got 135 different rookie cards right so especially his when we're talking about his rookie market um it becomes a lot of of grade chasing and the super rare autograph cards because brady is very selective on what he autographs so that also becomes something that's very much a grail card something that's people a lot of people chase And then you have a massive market in New England. Uh, There's a lot of Tom Brady fans, uh, you know, in that area. So, yeah, I I think that he does transcend. I mean, he's the one guy you could you uh, pretty much anybody would recognize out on the street. A lot of these players, I don't think people would recognize. They maybe would guess maybe just by their posture, their their size, physical stature and everything. Maybe they're a football player, but. I mean, if you saw Tom Brady, I think everybody would pretty much recognize him. Even if you didn't know anything about football, most people know who Tom Brady is. He's just one of those guys, kind of like, kind of like Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods or Wayne Gretzky. You know, these guys that have really uh, transcended, you know, generations in terms of their what they've done on in their professional sport.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I personally, I hope he does retire because. I I have a new PC of collecting legendary quarterback patches. Uh, I think that's my new thing. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. If you have Peyton Manning patches, if you are watching this, and if you have Peyton Manning or Eli Manning patches, please shoot me a DM. I, As you know, Andy, I, I am buying pretty heavy on that. At Carter, the power, uh, if you do have any, um, I'd love to see him. Now, um, I I do agree with some of the chat. Like, he, he was 35, 66, and he did miss some, some open ones, but – I'm telling you, quarterbacking gets really hard if you're playing from behind and you're still predictable. So, you know, I I, I, I think Brady plays one more year. I do. I really, really, really do. Did,
1: did you see this last night? They well, okay. showed they showed the trailer for this, and my wife was like, "Is are they actually making a movie that's called 80? Like, she was like, is that a real movie they're coming out with? I'm like, I think so. I think that was a real movie.
0: Maybe this is what pushed Giselle over the mark, right? Because... Yeah, Giselle is gorgeous, but, I mean, Jane Fonda is gorgeous. Like, she is still very, very, very beautiful. Look at this. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field with Tom Brady. This would be a cool poster to get autographed by all four of them and Tom.
1: (laughs) You got Gronk in the movie, too. I'm surprised they didn't put his name up there.
0: Yeah. uh, Look, Tom, I... So I might get him one of one, one of these. Like, <laughs> it, 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 it's that is a pretty A list cast. Like, I wonder what it was like being Jane Fonda's agent, getting that call. <laughs> like, hey, what's wait? What's do we know the plot of the movie of eighty for Brady?
1: Uh it it was it was something like uh, you know these ladies are turning eighty and this is on their bucket list kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah and they're they're ready to get into trouble they're like going to a patriots uh super bowl or something like that let's go huh i don't ah uh, yeah pretty uh, but but stuff like that will actually help uh brady's values stay very relevant and, and gronk's too gronk's on all like the usaa commercial i feel like every time i see uh, commercials on TV like uh, Gronk's in it or like, you know, Mahomes is in it or like Tom Brady. He's all over stuff. And then he's got the three hundred fifty seven million dollar deal with Fox. So, you know, he's going to stay relevant. It's just like what what type of events are going to drive hype for his card. So he's going to stay relevant and his rare stuff is going to stay valuable. Um, but to the same level as the face of the NFL, the current faces of the NFL, like the Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Joe Burrows, uh, probably not, probably not. You probably still will see higher uh, sale prices um, on a 2020 national treasures out of 49 Joe Burrow, you know, rookie auto, especially if, if he makes it back to the Super Bowl this year, next year, something like that. And Mahomes, you know, Mahomes stuff is just – Crazy, rare stuff is crazy expensive.
0: I love this comment from Chris. I traded out of Brady into Micah Parsons. In not that something?
1: Huh? Hey, see, I love it because Micah Parsons is a guy that I think can uh, transcend uh, defensive generational talent that's on the largest market in the NFL with another, you know, 10, 15 years to play where he can break records every single year. That's his type of, of talent level. Um, so... Well, yeah, tr- hey, look, I, I sold my Nick Boses this weekend, and then
0: you know, put it into you know John Elway Peyton Manning cards. So, yeah, man, do do it to it. I, you, you do you. I, I felt so dirty trading a Jerry Rice for a Baker Mayfield card before the year, uh, and uh, it actually turned out fine, as you know, Andy. So, I mean, it's it's a, it's very interesting. So, don't forget Card Shop Live. Check it out. You got to use a link down below, correct, Andy?
1: Yeah, uh, there's a link in the description below this video that will take you directly to our uh, sign-up page, referral sign-up page for the Card Shop Live, the ultimate live streaming singles and box break a card shopping experience. Tightly vetted sellers; um, they take a lot of pride and reputation. Founded by the guys from Sports Card Nonsense and Geo's Cards. Uh, and so go check it out and that'll also get you entered into the giveaway that we're going to be drawing here. It only runs to the end of January and then we're going to be, uh, doing, uh, a giveaway and collaborating with, uh, sports card nonsense in the hey. card shop live on some, uh, box breaks in February. So definitely want to take part in that. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: So get involved in the comment section. Once again, our question of the day, have you ever been to the Dallas card show or a show of that size or bigger?
1: And until next week, baby
0: peace out let's go
1: yeah we should talk about this next week too carter this comment from Steeler 96 because i uh shelly in, who's in our discord and our patreon and everything she sent me a link uh to an nft a digital nft of a prism rookie card for a ufc fighter that panini sent him like in a plaque so it's in a screw down plaque okay that has the NFT in it. And this is like a a new way of, of NFT. So it's very fascinating. Like it combines the NFT with the actual physical card that we know and love. So it's interesting. Well, I, I, uh, I I met with NBA top
0: shot at the, uh, the show this weekend. I talked to him a little bit about that stuff. I'm always going to be a physical card over digital, but it is very interesting that there is, a middle ground, which is obviously vaulting cards. Now I, I don't, I don't know if you, it's, I'm pretty sure you don't vault. Correct. Andy, you don't, you don't have a PWCC vault or anything like that.
1: I've got a Com C vault and I've right. still got a star stock vault. But no, I, I have <laughs> not yet set up uh, an eBay vault or a PWCC vault.
0: Mm, 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 mm. We'll talk about that next week. And until next time, I hope you enjoyed the, the. live how do you think the first live went?
1: Andy. Uh- I thought it went good, man. I thought it went good. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different than our typical, but I thought it was fun because we get to uh, actively engage with uh, you guys out there in the community. And so I love that. I love that. Until next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.